Hey there, fans of brotherly love wrestling. It is I, Vic Delicious. Philly's own, the Mecca here. It is the real McCoy, J.D. Axe, Justin D. Xavier. It's your man, C.D., the fallen angel, Christopher Daniels. Hello, boys and girls. This is your old friend, R.J. City. Hey there, brotherly love wrestling. Bill Carr here. Hey everyone, this is two-time guest Wheeler Yuta. Two bozos from Philadelphia flapping their gums about pro wrestling this, pro wrestling that. Which is not that unique in the grand scheme of things yet. You are in for a treat because you're tuned in to Brotherly Love Wrestling. Philadelphia, are you ready? This is Brotherly Love Wrestling Podcast, your first stop for everything professional wrestling. So sit back and enjoy wrestling talk at its finest with your hosts, Larry Hall and Joe Corrado. Welcome, everybody, to Brotherly Love Wrestling. And on our show today, not a typical guest, but a part of our show that hasn't been around for, well, a long time on air anyway. He He's is a fucking traitor. He is our, our executive producer or janitor or whatever you want to call him. He is Bill Fry. Bill, welcome back to the show. I'm a man of many roles. That's right. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Obviously, if it, my shirt size has said anything about it. <laughs> so, uh, guys, there's a lot to man. Uh, there's a lot guys, to man kind of divulge into um, in the wrestling what world. Happened? What happened? So, I kind of want to talk Clash the Castle because I think it was my favorite thing that happened all weekend. Tell as, me more. As far as WWE goes. Uh, I don't think it. I don't think anything missed. Not one match missed. I think the crowd was fucking amazing. Um, every story had the right direction, whether it was ending a storyline or continuing on and making you uh, more invested in the storylines. And uh, and surprisingly, I I really really thought Roman Reigns was going to get beat, and uh, and pleasantly surprised that. They threw me off, and Roman Reigns actually won, and we got to see a new member of the Bloodline. Uh, I think all in all, this is one of the better WWE pay per views of the recent ones, and uh, and good for the UK fans for getting this and making it worthwhile too. Yeah, it's weird because it seems like for the show, like that, the, it seemed like kind of like a one off, like it was just going to be like a special. Mm-hmm. Like they've done so many times in the past, but this was actually this had continuity, this had clarity, this had this had everything you wanted. It felt like oh shit, this is just a big pay per view. Yes, yeah. If because usually when they go overseas or anything like that, they run a bullshit show and it means nothing. They're just trying to please the fans. But if anything, they did the exact opposite. I mean, <laughs> I mean, truthfully, like all you have to do is look at any of the. NXT UK shows to to know what you were getting into with the crowd, mm-hmm. um, yes. because yes, on a much much larger scale, exactly. And that's the thing is that like some people assume that because it was as 
usual for WWE, the bigger shows, casual audience, you know, they tend to be more subdued. But in, in this case, the UK has been so starved for a major event. And the UK is huge for pro wrestling that having an event like that on such a large scale, especially, you know, the soccer fans that love their chance. This mm-hmm. is a massive event for them. And I, I think they nailed every bit of it. I love the chance. I love that they brought back uh, the Bailey singing to Bailey in the beginning, which was fucking amazing. Um, all the chants that were going on during Sheamus and, uh, and Gunther were great. Uh, How about I mean, that fucking match? That was that? one of the better. I mean, <coughs> people were saying it and I thought at, at the time it was overblown, but I did watch that one back and it might be one of the best, WWE matches of all time. Like it, it, it will go down at least it definitely the hardest hitting match of uh, uh, one of the hardest hitting match I've ever seen. Not only that, I, but a, a, a fucking weekend full of wrestling, that match might've been the best one of the weekend of the whole fucking weekend. That match was brutal, I but agree. it was brutal in a good way. Yeah. And I mean, don't get me wrong. It's not at the levels of, you know, Walter versus Dragonov. But but that's also for a very niche audience Mm -hmm. versus, you know, being able to put on that brutal of a match on a mainstream show, knowing that, you know, casual audience pay-per-view. Yo, Sheamus stepped up, too. Oh, for sure. Because he's been been like that. They've completely, like, watered down Sheamus because he used to be a big bruiser. Then they did a bunch of fucking shit with him, and now... Sheamus is back. That's crazy. Sheamus is a legit contender for, I'd say, a main title for sure. I honestly think that Sheamus, after the bar ended, Mm -hmm. they didn't know what to do with Sheamus, and they didn't want to go back to the well of, oh, Sheamus, big brawler kind of thing. And then they started to with this whole Butch thing and Ridge Holland and stuff, and they kind of let him get back to, you know, I'm just here to fight. And it they just kind of a funny hat. Yeah. And it let him kind of reestablish that identity of, you know, you're going to get, if you're going to get in the ring with me, it's going to be a fight. And I think that allowed him to kind of go back to his roots and kind of rediscover, you know, and especially a match against Gunther, one of the hardest hitting people in the WWE. It really let him establish that he was bleeding out of every pore in his chest. He (laughs) looked like he had normal skin tone. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. He's got a pasty white skin tone as it is. He's as white as Larry's shirt. Yeah. Mm -hmm. His back and his front. But I think people forget sometimes that Triple H is at, or Triple H, Seamus is actually a Triple H guy. Like a big time Triple H guy. Like they're, like it's no wonder that you're going to see a shift in Seamus because. Mm -hmm. He is one of his guys. Just mm-hmm. happened to be on the main card and being depleted by Vince for so long. Oh, for sure. And I, I think that the kind of return that Triple H has brought to we're a pro wrestling company, not as much a you know entertainment company that also does some wrestling. I think it, it kind of helped reestablish that idea. I mean, look at the amount of people he's just brought back in the past month, mm-hmm. you know, the Garganos, those type of people that he brings back that 
aren't the big body types, but will put in a, a great match. Triple H understands the trend that wrestling has taken, but he also understands what's still popular and what has always gotten over. Like he, kn- he knows that much. Like mm-hmm. he knows attitude era onward of what got over, like what you can get away with, what can be ridiculous and who can pull it off. But he also knows that, okay, so people pay a lot more attention today about who can talk mm-hmm. and who can do it very well and who can actually wrestle mm-hmm. and who can entertain at the same time. Like, he, like it's going to be everybody's going to have, like, their specialties. Mm-hmm. Well, and I think if you look, like you said, over the past, when he take over early July and now we're in early September, looking at a two-month span of storylines – he, he, he still kept a lot of storylines going like you. You still have the Judgment Day Mysterio thing, which has gotten substantially better. A lot more people and especially on social media I've seen online, a lot more people more invested in that. I think finally cashing in on that payoff of Dominic turning him immediately on Raw last night being now looking like a man, like they said, how they touched on. He's a man now. Uh, I think that's really good. You got a return of KO the prize fighter and he's back to his normal self. You had this whole thing with Riddle and Rollins, which was fantastic. Another amazing match. If not for Seamus Gunther, probably the match of the night uh, on Clash of the Castle. Uh, And look, and like you said, the silly shit, even the shit that, you know what I mean, is sports entertainment, that maximum male models. Like, yeah, that's stupid as fuck. But you know what? It, It reminds me of Zoolander. Like, they remind me of Ben Stiller and Zoolander and Owen Wilson. That's what they remind me of. But but then you have L.A. Knight or uh, what I forget what the hell his name was in NXT. Uh, you have it was that. L.A. Knight. Was it L.A. Knight? Okay, yeah. yeah. I don't know why Max, I was thinking. In, Max in, Dupree? Max, Max wait, Dupree, thank you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, L.A. Knight or Max Dupree, whatever. Like, he's, he's the more yeah, – I mean, he's the serious one, but he's still – He's still tongue in cheek funny. You still got the dumbass models. They're they're actually really really entertaining, but it's still working because you can see they bought they bought into it. Like yeah, they probably thought it was stupid in the beginning, but they're buying in and they're fully committing to these characters and they're funny. They they know well, they're supposed to be stupid. I also think part of it is also that he's giving them a little more freedom on the mic mm-hmm. and the fact of like like if you go back to Vince days and mm-hmm. when they were giving a little more freedom, like new day is a perfect example. New day was a preacher gimmick <laughs> under the thumb and mm-hmm. by the book. But once they were given a little bit of leeway and they were able to get on the mic, they went from this preacher gimmick to the new day. Mm-hmm. And then even something as silly and dumb as the fashion police (laughs) and they get a little bit of leeway with like a a 30 second segment and look how over they got just being themselves and i think that that freedom that triple h is giving the people to let them kind of open up like perfect example uh rollins and riddles little you know side by side interview thing yeah where i mean rollins goes off and gets that free reign on the mic now we're back to Rollins where Rollins can actually talk some shit. Mm-hmm. And that's the uh, Rollins that people fell in love with. Another Triple H guy. Yes. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah. Kevin Owens, another Triple H guy. Finn Balor, another Triple H guy. And I, I, yeah. So, all right. I wanted to talk about that so we can now talk about this. And this is. We didn't even talk about the main event. (laughs) I honestly, for the main event, like, look, I going in, I wasn't into McIntyre. I, he's the only part of the Triple H taking over and the storyline continuing that I still couldn't invest into. I got the hometown thing and that he was going to, but whoever wins in their hometown, I, I, as much as I thought this could be it, it was more because I didn't see the precedent. I thought they were done with the two year span of him being champion. I didn't think they were going to go that far, but it wasn't because I thought drew either was believable or I thought he is champion material. Like he did his co- and I feel bad that he carried it for as long as he did with COVID. But I just at this point I'm past Drew, and something he did is just I've had enough. So Roman Roman going on, I think the biggest part of that was now getting his cousin from NXT coming up and continuing this bloodline and at least giving that a shot in the arm and giving us something a little bit different instead of just the Usos and Paul Heyman. Well, I think it also gives Roman a chance to, you know, to build on that storyline that they've been on the low side, not really talking about is that he can't win it with, without somebody and, and building that up. And I think that eventually ends up being your WrestleMania moment is what does Roman do when he doesn't have anybody and he loses to Cody. That, and, that's, I'm glad, and that's the thing. I'm glad you said that because I was just going to ask that. Is everybody, or at least us as a group, are we past the whole Rock Roman at Mania thing? Do we believe that that's basically dead? Is it like, is it go, now is the common, common I guess, idea that it's going to be Cody instead and like the Rock, it, all this Rock talk is done? I don't think the Rock has time or his insurance won't let him. Because the 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 movie companies, the the movie companies actually the reason what Rock was supposed to come back for another match, um, I believe like three years ago, and because he was in the process of filming or leading up to a movie, the insurance company prohibited him from wrestling because the chance of him getting injured and then having to delay shooting the movie production uh, would would cost too much money. So that's why he. I think it was the one where he came with the uh, with the um, flamethrower and he had the, the quick Wyatt dust up mm-hmm. and it was because they wouldn't let him do a full match because the chance he w- wasn't allowed to take a bump because they were afraid that it would delay shooting. So that was the the most that he was able to argue out of them to allow him to do at WrestleMania. So I don't I honestly now that he's Black Adam, now that he's part of, you know, he is a much bigger movie star than he was even back then. It's one of those things where I don't I don't think anybody lets him wrestle. Hmm. And I, I I think I think Triple H also has to I think Triple H has a better idea of the fact that Vince had no idea how to build new stars. And to move forward for God's sakes. And and I think Triple H is at the point where he realizes that if this company doesn't build new stars, there's nothing left because the people that you're calling on to come back for those, you know, 
nostalgia pops are too old to do it anymore. Taker can't come back for another mania. This, they have to build something new. Otherwise, you're stuck. Not only that, but Roman is going to be taking a leave of absence soon. Mm-hmm. They keep telling his, his, uh, his what's it called? His schedule is going to get shorter and shorter and a lot more space in between his appearances. So mm-hmm. you're going to need someone to hold the title. Yeah. And they're really pushing that part-time champion stuff. And I think, honestly, Cody has to win because Cody has to carry if Roman's going to be out. Now, whether that happens before Mania and Roman returns at Mania or returns at the Rumble to get his belt back from Cody at Mania, I don't know. But, I mean... They need new stars. They need something. We've been saying it for 10 fucking years. It's about it's about time they started. And I think I think Triple H my hope of hopes is Triple H realizes that and starts finally that's why he brought KO back to being KO and Seth being Seth and giving them that freedom because they can be stars if you let them be stars. Well, and you still have a carrying cross who looks mm-hmm. like the threat that we all knew he would be mm-hmm. if he wasn't look like some bad porn character and some sexual fucking demon. <laughs> you have la- what happened last night. You have you the got, ret- hold on, wait, tripping, tripping brawn. Yeah, yeah. I felt bad for him there because you know he's so hype. He just wants to get it right. He wants to make that big return, and he falls down. Like, look, botches happen. I felt bad hey, for Braun. Hey, he can control his narrative, but he can't control his pudding. <laughs> I, I'm. I said this. I said this to you already when we heard about the rumors. I'm giving Triple H the benefit of the doubt. He gets a little bit of leeway still. And yeah, Braun Strowman, you needed to bring him back. You needed to establish what he was. You needed to give that, you know what I mean? The, that monster among men thing back. I get it. But next week has to be something different. He has to get on the mic. He has to do something. Yeah. I, I know, I know. But look, you, you got to do something. Mic. You got to do something different. You got to move. You got to show them that this is not Vince's monster among men. This is not, let's just do big guy who no one can fucking touch him. Like, yeah, he's going to have to be a monster, but he's going to still, you're going to need that benefit of the doubt. You're going to need a little bit to where someone can get some of their shit in as well and make it a little bit competitive. I'm still, like I said, I'm giving a little bit of leeway there. I think that the perfect example of, and don't get me wrong, I am not a Braun fan. I do not like Braun Strowman. I, I think he's shit, but he is could be a star. But I think the perfect way you book a Braun negating out the monster among men and the winning the tag titles with the referee's son and all that bullshit. What about catching these hands? I want to catch all these hands. I don't know. He can, he can catch a bus the fuck away for all I care. But honestly, I can lift the bus with these hands that you call. I think I think the best way hey, to I to, throw you catch <laughs> these hands. I think the best way that they could book a Braun Strowman <laughs> would be 
the way that NXT UK booked Walter. Okay. So you have Walter in his matches with Pete Dunn, much smaller. Tyler Bate, much smaller. Dragonoff. Dragonoff, much mm-hmm. smaller. Yeah. But Walter made it so that it was believable that they had a chance. Yeah, yeah. I mean, look, the and, same thing with Brock. Brock with AJ. Brock with Finn. Like exactly. he could he could bump and feed with those smaller guys, and make it entertaining. Make it not be this complete destroying perfect, of the other person. Perfect example. Brock Bryan. Yeah, exactly. Another Brock Bryan. Yeah. But when he locked him in, like. You were like, oh, my God, is Brock actually going <laughs> to fucking tap? Like, yeah. there was that moment of doubt. And that's the thing is that people like Walter, you know, especially. Yeah, you're, you're also talking about two better workers than Braun Strowman. Like, Brock Lesnar's a freak where he can actually, he can yeah. dish it. But he, when he sells, he sells his ass off. But that's the entire point is that, you know, he works for a wrestling company. Teach him. Teach yeah. him how to sell like that. Because. If you don't, he's you just another he might monster. Not be able to. He can't move like that. He can't. Move I don't like know. Rock. The shape, the shape that he's in now is the best shape he's been in in his entire life. Yeah, he's still and stiff as fuck. He might be stiff as fuck, but all he has to do is be able to bump. Like first of all, the the whole just regular down bare basics of wrestling is taking a bump. That's what you learn first day. So all you gotta do is take bumps. Yes, yeah, fucking big show, big show bumped for Ray. I mean, come on, like, like, and he's way and more he's athletic way... than the big show. So hey, at that, at that point, Paul White, <laughs> hey, Paul, Captain Insano, Paul, Paul White, twenty years ago, sure, Paul White when he was bumping for Ray, different story. And honestly, Paul, like, big show could bump for Ray, and big show took a six one nine and lost. <laughs> Like, but like that, the type of thing where you may be a monster and you're going to dominate them physically, but the, the chance that somebody, a regular wrestler, like, you know, a Finn or a Seth can, you know, or Cody of all people, Cody versus Braun, Cody could drag Braun to at least a four-star match. <laughs> and and you have Cody with his ability to sell. Granted, you know, Braun's going to hit him once. He's going to bleed out. But, I mean, you have Cody bumping for Braun, but then you have Cody do the fire up on Braun. Not as, not it, as much as fucking Moxley's blood. Oh, uh, no. Now, of course. Yes. Mo- Moxley breathes and he bleeds. I mean, it's not like Joe didn't. Joe literally ran to the ring and started bleeding. So, like, yeah, that was weird, wasn't it? <laughs> right. Like, I, I thought he was like Goldberg, and he fired himself up in the back. Like, what the fuck like, was that? Like, but that's what I'm saying. If you have a big man that can have a wrestler have a believable comeback on them, he'd be better for it. Otherwise, he's generic big guy number four. Although, although I wouldn't mind seeing him like drag down blow up, rip down more big shit. Like how yeah. he did the fucking oh, fuck uh, yeah. Titan Tron and all and the yeah, truck and ambulance. Yeah, like give me all that still. Like I still want that crazy shit too. Yeah. Because that shit was entertaining. Nah, the, the fucking grappling hook. 
the grappling hook. That was, yeah, another great example. Probably yeah. the best example, honestly. But yeah, like shit like that was fucking entertaining. And you knew that it was fucking pre-taped and all that shit, but it was fun. It was entertaining. Yeah. So like, give me some of that mixed in with him bumping for smaller wrestlers. And I'm good. I, and again, limit the, limit the mic time, but still at least get something over. And whether it's going to be get these hands or catch these hands, whatever it is, okay, you're going to have a catchphrase that the fans are going to going to repeat. So don't get me but, wrong; he runs like he's on peg legs. Yeah, like he he runs like his knees don't bend. Yeah, and but he's if yeah, <laughs> but if but if you let Cody fire up on him or another wrestler like that fire up on him, and you know you build him up with those feats of strength and things like that, and then you have him. You have the buildup where he gets taken down to one knee, or you have him. the strength, Larry. Did you hear that? Yeah. <laughs> I got a problem with you people. You're gonna hear about it. <laughs> so you got a couple more months till Festivus. Yeah. Uh. Yeah. No, I agree. I agree, Bill. I like I said, I'm giving him a little bit of leeway. I'm hoping that we get a a little bit different Braun Strowman. Mm-hmm. Um, I give him two weeks. No, it's going to be way more than two weeks. Two weeks. So let's move on. AEW. Uh, pay-per-view, right? Still a great pay-per-view. They're one of their biggest period. They're probably Fox their landmark. Live. Yeah. So that's one thing. Before we actually start, God. BR Live, man. sucks. Garbage. The shit, the shit that we had to go through to watch this pay-per-view was well, ridiculous. First, Comcast pay-per-view. Fuck you too. Yeah. I was what? Maybe 25 minutes in. It wouldn't even let me buy the fucking pay-per-view. Yeah. Sorry. It's not available for purchase is what Comcast said. And then BR live made us go through fucking a hundred hoops to get to the, we didn't do it the most backwards fucking way to watch that. goddamn. So we had to use the browser on the fire stick, go on to BR's website, sign in with Joe's. Thank God. He already bought it on his phone. And then watch it on the BR website on the browser on the Fire Stick. Jesus, see, I I have an Nvidia Shield. I have an Nvidia Shield, and that that has the, the fuck that means. It's it's a uh, Nvidia. They're they're the company that does the GPUs for computers, like the, uh, the old Le- fucking stupid GPUs. stupid terms, Bill. Stupid terms. Okay. The so GPUs, they're, they're, Larry. You hear they're, that? They're the. They're the co- they're the company that makes the graphics cards that makes your computer pretty. That's okay. That. So Much they better. also make a, a streaming box called the NVIDIA Shield um, that can you can also play games on and stuff like that. But it has Android, Google Play Store, etc. So I, but it, it has the BR live app. So I actually didn't have any problems other than the fact that the stream kept dropping. Like it, it would it would go so blurry and then be like that for. Why? Why can up. AEW not just fucking do everything on Fight TV? Like, why is it so fucking hard to do Fight TV through the United States? Like, Maybe why? licensing. May like, it could be that they have a licensing agreement, or it could yeah, be with BR Live and BR Live yeah. is fucking dog shit. So it could also be that you know, you know, Shad Khan and you know Shaka and- Khan. Yeah, that he that he has a agreement Shaka with. Khan. Shaka Khan. He, he Shaka might Khan. have he might have an agreement because of the Jaguars, so they utilize that because the of the Jaguars. What does Shaka Khan have to do with his Jaguars? 
Because the where owner? do you think Tony got his fucking money <laughs> from Shaka Khan? Well, no, yeah. <laughs> she's a part of this. Yes. She, All right, the pay per view. That's where we're going with this. Yes. Get my mother, Shaka, Speak, real quick. Spe- we were speaking about chaotic and completely yeah. off the rails. Earlier. Exactly. Yeah. So. Uh, look, all all in a pay per view. I, 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 we again, we missed the first probably hour of it. By the time we actually no, more than that, we didn't get home till nine forty five. You're right. So yeah, the first we, we missed that part, and then we we're able to watch we the rest of the pay per view. Uh, swerving our glory and yes. the acclaim. So yes. missed the best parts of the pay per view. I went yeah. back and watched the rest today, and and was able okay. to see it. But yes, that and that honestly, it's a good place to start is swerving our glory because. Something very weird happened. Something that we haven't seen in a long time in the wrestling business is the turn of a fan group onto of the baby faces. Really, like they came out, they were the baby face when it started, and of course, acclaimed always gets the pop, always with a good rap. Like they, they always get that, and that's obvious. But come mid match, man, they were really, really turning on Swerve and Lee, and not only that, like, booing them, any offense they would get when there was a hot tag, they really turned. I, I couldn't believe it. I, I just well, didn't I think, understand. I I think they turned – well, we're, I mean, Swerve and Our Glory was playing to the heel faction. Mm-hmm. Like, they were doing some heel shit in the match, like, to start the match. And I think, I think honestly, the crowd just fed into it, and because the acclaimed is so over that – they were like, okay, so they want to be the heels? Fine, then we're going to cheer cheer the faces. And it got fucking loud. Yes. Yeah. Like, I mean, real it's loud. Funny. It's funny because they're supposed to be the smartest fans, the AEW fans. They're the smartest fans, but they feed right into what they want you to feed into. Mm-hmm. I mean, do we call it smart or do we call it... Mark? Just, yeah. <laughs> smart marks are just dumb marks. <laughs> like, like, because... Honestly, uh, dude, here- that's why they print more T-shirts than fucking anybody in the world. Yeah. Every day I get an alert from fucking pro wrestling tees of a new fucking T-shirt. Yeah. Dude, every fucking day. That's smart, too many. Smart marks are just dumb marks. Dude, stop buying fucking. And they're they're getting worse and worse. The design. They're and then late. They're getting lazier and lazier. And look, sticking with that faction, the fucking T-shirt. And look, we we sound like hypocrites when we start talking about offense like offensive t-shirts honestly but a shirt that says scissor me daddy ass like it is the a i think it's fucking i think that whole thing is stupid i i, I get it, it is yes but like, the fan the fans love it i and, but look I we walked around hilarious. with shirts we walked around with shirts that said suck it on it so i'm not saying that we had the most intellectual we have t-shirts growing up ass on it yeah exactly oh yeah so i How get it terrible is that <laughs> but this, i just i don't know man some of their shirts they're not even like creative as far as the designs go i, I don't know it's literally like a picture of the wrestler just on a shirt mm-hmm. like yeah. brian danielson's new shirt is just a picture like a studio photo of him on his shirt it's fucking terrible, and it's a plain white tee with his face on. Like, yeah, I get it. He wears a lot of plain white tees, but come on now, guys. Mm-hmm. Let's, let's. But that for Daniel, that's that's different though. Brian does that on purpose. 
he even said that that's why for a long time when he was in in the beginning he was only wearing a white shirt is because he didn't feel like he had to do the merch thing to prove the wrestler that he was that was a conscious effort by brian danielson he has come out and said that in interviews that he yes. didn't want to do the merch thing he didn't I understand like you know what that. I mean? then why do the merch of him wearing a white t-shirt on a white t-shirt i don't know because they're a t-shirt company that wrestles and their really t-shirts harsh. are not good anymore like when they started aw they were much much better the bullet club oh, shirts yeah. and all the other different shirts they were putting out mm-hmm. were much better i can't believe i'm going to say it but wwe shirts are actually better now. They're better than AEW shirts. The the designs WWE has been putting out and their quality has stepped up. Because I got the Austin, uh, the KO, was it KO Mania 5, 6? Whatever the last KO Mania shirt was with Austin, that was actually like a softer style shirt. And it was really comfortable. And of course, I mean, KO's design shirts are awesome anyway. But yeah, like they stepped their game up. And I think WWE has better t-shirt designs now. Either way, we are getting way off topic. Yes, that, yeah, 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 that yeah. is my fault once yes. again. Yeah. So, so back yeah. to the pay per view that just happened. Yeah. I mean, really, when you when you look back at it, like if you want to take the memorable parts, like what were the most memorable parts? I mean, you have the very beginning with the masked uh, Joker, who which I love the music. I love the Rolling Stones. I thought uh stokely and his crew i thought them being out there beating everyone down the anticipation of seeing who it was the the as him as, actually handing it as soon it. as i seen the walk away i knew who it was yeah that's oh, yeah. the only problem i had with with that period was the mystery uh it, it wasn't much of a mystery and i kind of i said to you mid event i said i really don't want it to be mjf because i want to be surprised now, I like NGF a lot, and I'm glad it was him because I like the story set up and him getting back. But I was mad because, like, damn, man, I really wanted to not know who that was. But when you saw him, even when he came down, he goes like this with the shoulder. Right there, I was like, that's MJF. Well, on there was people on Twitter that were like, oh, he has red soles to his shoes. Those are really expensive shoes. That's MJF. I'm like. Like, how are people finding it? Then people started finding the tweets where they were like, no sympathy for the devil mm-hmm. back from AEW and like, you mm-hmm. know, the whole devil promo, which they eventually ended up using yes. at the end of the night. Yeah. You know, it, dude, just shut off your brains and just watch it. People yes. fucking think way too much. Like, I yeah. immediately I could be like, I don't like this or I do like this. I don't have to overthink it. I could just sit and back that- and and that that's where I go back to where I said that smart marks are just dumb marks. Mm-hmm. They're, they're so, they they don't they take no, women out of it. Everyone wants to put on their fucking private investigator hat and be like, "I'm going to be the first one to find it out. I'm going to be the first one to come up with it." You want to be, be the, first. the first one to tweet it and be like, "Look, see, I said that that was going to happen like that. Yeah, I knew that have, was going to happen." If you, have Congra- no clout, if you have no clout to begin with, then no one's going to see it. And no one's going to yeah. give. It. Congrats on your five seconds of fame and three <laughs> likes that you might get. Congrats. Yeah. I don't give really, a shit. I'm in this really to in- fame if it's only three likes. That's that's the point. Yeah. Is yeah. that it's like they're it's dumb. They take all the enjoyment out of it because they all all they want to do, and and this goes even deeper than this. It's that they want to be so bad to be inside baseball with everything and find out all the backstage gory details and the 
oh my god brock and jericho had a had a <laughs> an altercation and all this bullshit when like just enjoy the fucking product like like it doesn't or don't enjoy it i don't care you don't have to enjoy it yeah but that's the thing like like it's it's one of those things where if we we do this podcast you two do this podcast and i join in and that's more like it yeah there you go (laughs) i i you two do this podcast and i'm off the (laughs) floors and but and i listen in occasionally (laughs) but like we do this podcast and you realize throughout this podcast it's less about the backstage stuff and all the gory details and and like it's more about enjoying the product and i think that's what a lot of the smart marks lose out on is they're so they they want to be so inside baseball that they lose what the the reason that they got into it in the first place into watching wrestling we were like that for a little bit and we hated doing this show yeah, absolutely hated to the point of where Larry actually went. I don't know if I want to do the show anymore. So I had to very true think, think off the top of my head and come up with new ideas to talk about things that we enjoy. And it just so happened to be what was it? It was uh, the essential the, series. The essential series. That's where that came yeah. from. It was just that, one. That was it. That was that was the best shows that I. Those were my favorite shows. Oh, for yeah. sure. By. A long, long. We mile. would, we would get, we would start like we would get. He'd get to my house and we'd get ready, and like it would literally be an excitement before be hitting giddy. record. Yeah, yeah. It'd be giddy excitement, like oh man, I can't, I can't wait to see what yours I, are because I, I know, know what gonna, I'm going to hit you're gonna you. Have with. This one, and I know you're going to have this one. Mm-hmm. Our prep is yeah. completely different. I was just, yeah, like, I was right. on, I was on one of them with you guys. Yeah, you're on perfect, right? We were on perfect. Yeah. That was a good one, too. <laughs> yeah, they're so much fun. And the negativity, I think that's what really got to me and why I said, like, I was done. Because, like, I, I we always said, if as long as we're still having fun, we're going to keep doing this show. As long as we're having fun doing it. But if this becomes work and it's just like, oh, man, I don't want to do this anymore. That's when we want to stop. And that's what, mm-hmm. to that point, it was getting to that point for me to where I was like, um, now it's getting there. And I come home and I'm like, Oh man, we got to record tonight. And I didn't, I don't want to do that because this the, is supposed to be fun. It's the sigh before hitting record. Yeah. Like, yeah. and I did, never ever did that before. So, what well, happened? Let me rephrase that because there's often sighs before hitting record, but it's usually because <laughs> of Joe's jokes. True. Very true. <laughs> Very true. Yes. I've turned Larry Red three times this show. What have you done? <laughs> I mean, good job. Made good points. Yeah. Well. The eye of the beholder, my friend. Yeah, yeah. So hey, I, I set you up for a roll joke. Okay, that's that's twice. My, I did yeah. twice. That yeah. I did my job. So on to the main event. Like we said, I, I thought overall leading to the main event, and now going back and watching the first matches that we missed, but then where we picked up and where we kept going, I thought everything was really strong. I think yeah, there were a couple up and downs. I think the crowd in Chicago kind of surprised me a little bit. I thought although. Like that's a long show. Fans get fatigued. I get it. Like Dude, we've been I there and they, done it. I think they ran fucking dark and dark elevation for that too. Really? No, maybe I think, not. Uh, I know that they they had a couple dark matches before the pre-show. Then they ran the pre-show, which was three matches. Then yeah. four, four they, matches. Four matches. Mm-hmm. And like the whole first hour and a half of the pay-per-view, the crowd was hot. Yeah, absolutely yes. hot. Well, yeah, because they're like, finally. Yeah, and then, but then it 
started to just like drain. Yeah. Like, like drain down. And don't get me wrong. The three of us have gone to MLW tapings and for fucking eight hours God, and where they recorded the double hurt. episode. Yeah. And, and like we've been through those slogs before. Mm-hmm. Like we're, yeah, it's great wrestling and, and we enjoy it. But like, there we comes a point to where you're just like, dude, all right, I'm done. Like I, yeah. I'm a fan, but I can't do it anymore. Yeah. And that's, and that's, that's the thing is like, the shows know, aren't all, the shows aren't all meat and potatoes. When mm-hmm. you're, when you're five hours into a wrestling show and it's an hour into the actual pay-per-view, like, like th- so there's a problem there. 40 minutes into this show. Yeah. <laughs> and that's the thing. It's like, you, you get to that point and it's like, how much energy can you have left? Yeah. So we'll get to the main event and main event. It was definitely for me looking at the card. I at least got excited for it. Once CM Punk got excited when they did that segment it, for me anyway, it, it served its purpose. I was more invested than I was. I didn't like that. They wrestled on live TV. I didn't think that was necessary. I don't think it should have happened. Uh, because I thought you should have seen them touch for the first time at the pay-per-view, not on TV. So it kind of soured me for that. But I was still excited yeah, I still don't, for I this. I don't know the reason of the squash. Like, couldn't they have just not done the squash and just had that match? Yeah. Wouldn't it have been the same? I, I, yeah, I don't I don't I, know. I, see, the weird thing is, is, like, I feel like they did that so they could have CM Punk fire up with the Ace Steel thing. Yeah, but that, and, that was just too and, quick. That should but, have been like a but, month ago. But the difference is is I think they they thought they needed to get people invested by getting CM Punk to fire up. When in reality, just the two of them in a match against each other on a pay-per-view main event that you know is going to be a banger, it did, didn't need anything else. It was a complete fucking waste. I agree. Through that squash shit. I just don't know. I don't, I don't understand. I mean, I'm sure someone understands and they can explain it, but I don't get the whole squash match. I just feel like it was an it was a unnecessary a misstep, a misstep and an added step that they didn't need. Mm-hmm. So we get we get a bloody punk and finally him going over him winning the title anyway in Chicago in Chicago, which yeah, I kind of figured without was going to happen Moxie. without yes with, with punk <laughs> being the bloody one that was the real surprise of the entire match was that <laughs> but we finally we get punk going over he wins the title in his hometown and then the lights go black and we have this voicemail played from Tony Khan where voicemail whatever uh you have which I thought it gave that gave me chills after when they showed his back, and he had the, he puts the scarf on and the pop. There's three different pops. It was the voicemail, and then when he puts the scarf on the pop, and then when that fucking music hit, holy shit! That, that pop turned on CM Punk real quick, real fucking quick. And but it was amazing. His hometown crowd fucking turned like that. Yeah, but they didn't. Su- they didn't do anything with it. No, they did the stare down. That was it. It. And it. And that's the part that fell flat for me is that they had so much momentum and it was like, you could see it, but I mean, I get it. You make them wait, but I feel like that was another one of those opportunities that are just like, man, this, this crowd is, fu-. They, they woke the fuck back up. Yeah. And they just, and they I, just ended it. I think selling tickets 
and selling tickets and views for Wednesday was the primary reason that we didn't get anything more. Well, like, yeah, until you get to know, if, a if, press conference afterwards. If, now, if, now it's a little different about Wednesday coming up. I can't fucking wait till MJF blows that up in the ring tomorrow. I am, <sighs> I, I'm waiting for the MJF pipe bomb where he comes out because <laughs> you know for a fact that's that's turning storyline. At, for MJF's sake, that he's going to turn out and call CM a whiny little bitch and tell him to stop bitching and put up, and it's going to. I it's don't only know. Feed it. I don't know if he takes that route because I think that gets him cheered, and I don't think that's what he wanted. Or he would have kept the cheers in he got Chicago. Cheered, he got cheered shitting on Tony Khan, like like. Yeah, but good, I don't think. But, I don't think yeah. that's what they want. I no, want I don't think they want that deal. either. They yeah. don't want it, but it's going to happen. No matter what why, you do, he's going to get cheered. Yeah, no, no, matter, but no matter what think... you do, he's going to get cheered. He, he might turn the crowd back against him, but he's going to get cheered no matter what. It's the same thing that happened with Rollins. When Rollins came back and pedigreed Roman, and then he came out for that promo, and everybody, like, he had the crowd in the palm of his hand. They fucking loved having him back and then he turned on them mm-hmm. and was able to flip the crowd but I think that's where this goes with MJF I think he no that was Rollins was a good guy for that no that he was wasn't whole, right, re, no he wasn't build, reclaim. no he Mm-mm. when he no he not went, against Roman his first promo back that Monday Night Raw he came out and he was like you know wait are we t- are we thinking of two different times when I think he came, you I think you are not when he came back from the knee injury? Yeah, it was when he came back from the knee injury because he pedigreed Roman when he won the title. When Roman won the title and then he held the title over him. And then Is he that came the back one, on Monday. That's the, he, one that, that's the one that Ambrose won. Because he came no. in and cashed in on him? No, 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 no it's not no, when no, he no. cashed in. No, no, Roman won the title against somebody else. And Rollins came out after the match when Roman was celebrating him, mm-hmm. pedigreed him. Yeah. And then came back on Monday night the next night and started to cut a baby face promo. And the crowd was fucking in it, like so hype. And then he fucking turned on him like that. It was like, I don't need any of you. (laughs) Fuck your support and like all this shit. And it just turned. And I think that's where they're going with MJF. I think he's going to talk a lot of shit about the about the the press conference shit. I agree. And get the crowd real hyped up and get them real, like, cheering him, and then he's just going to flip them. Well, that's the thing. I think if – and I said this. I put this out there two weeks ago or actually probably a month ago now. If this is a work, if all this social media stuff and all the leaks and everything we're seeing is a work, this is the best way of bringing back kayfabe that you could ever think of. But if it's a shoot, and this is all fucking real, the CM Punk thing real, the even the, I don't know if you guys know, the Tony Storm thing that she said at her presser was real. Uh, even Swerve in our glory was arguing and talking about how, and Swerve talking to Tony Khan, saying, why do they deserve another rematch talking about the acclaim? All this shit, if this dissension is real, then Tony Khan has a fucking problem on his hands. If it's real. Now, I don't buy it's real because if you're having a press conference for a predetermined entertainment, 
I and you're having a press conference for that, and they're giving you answers in character, chances are this is all part of the show. Now, can there be a real rift between Hangman and, and the Bucks and Punk? Of course there can be. But I feel like it's more storyline-based, and we're going to see it play out more. But it just shows the inept attitude that that Tony Khan really has when it comes to that entire locker room, if any of this is actually happening in his so, in the back. I see it going one of two ways, honestly. I think all of it is is a work except punk. Mm-hmm. So the, the rest of it was worked press conference bullshit. Yeah. And, but I think punk punk is enough of a narcissist to think I'm going to say whatever I want mm-hmm. and get away with it. He he's the first to admit that he's a narcissistic asshole. He's the first to admit it. He did the same shit in WWE. That's where we got the pipe bomb. And then, you know, where, where are my ice cream bars and all this shit? And then I think he's narcissistic enough to be honest and say what he really feels, whether he's right or wrong. And then eventually them turn it into, you know, a work. If I they don't think it. a lot of the shit he said was a lie either. A lot, Like, yeah. to be honest with, like, although I think it was a little rough on the Bucks, I, I think for what. AEW has accomplished is that with them as as EVPs, it's fucking phenomenal for them to well, be running a company and get where they are with your first million dollar gate on a pay-per-view. Like I think that's pretty good for guys who were just independent wrestlers wrestling over in Japan and Ring of Honor. Like that's fucking good. So then that whole line of you have EVPs that couldn't manage a target, let alone a wrestling company. I think that's I, I well, don't know. But this is also where the second situation that I had mentioned comes in. Keep in mind the Young Bucks entire thing in NJPW, ROH, whatever it was, killing the business. Mm -hmm. Their entire thing was that they broke kayfabe and were rebuilding kayfabe and you never know what's real and what's fake. This is meta as fuck. Yep. So this this whole meta gambit that they're doing, it's got people talking. Yes. So if they're killing the business, this is phenomenal. I agree. And but we don't know. And that's part of the whole thing is that we're talking about it because we don't know. But I love but see, that's the thing. I think more people they are dying to figure out if it's kayfabe. Or if it's real, and I'm not. I'm. I don't. I, that's why I love it. Like I'm so in for it. Like I, I. I want more of it. Like keep giving me these things to where I'm like, man, is that real? Because that's what wrestling does, and that's but, what it should do at its core is make you believe that. Yeah, I know a lot of that's fake, but that's real. Here, here's a thing that I want to present about this situation. Okay. Consistently, when WWE puts on pay per views, mm-hmm. hashtag whatever the pay per view is, number yes. one trending in the US. Yeah. This is the first, one of the first times, other than when Punk came back, that AEW had th- like three of the top five trending topics on Twitter after that press conference in the US. Yeah. 
that alone is worth it. Mm -hmm. If if this is a work or if it's shoot or whatever it may be, they their name is out there. People that don't talk about wrestling were talking about wrestling because of the shit that happened. Oh shit! There was a legitimate fight at wrestling at a wrestling show. Suddenly, legitimate fight here right now. Yeah, (laughs) yeah. No, I, I agree. I think kayfabe for that. I'm hoping this is back. I'm hoping this is what this is, and I'm all for it. Like, keep giving it to me. Keep giving me these the the Tony Storm Thunder Rosa thing. Uh, I'm not into Here's Thunder the Rosa. Here's the thing: you don't leak it if you don't want it to be heard. Like, you mm-hmm. keep it close to the chest. If it's really that big of a deal, you're not leaking that to anybody, or yeah. you're leaking what you want to leak. It's... You want. What is that? Uh, what did Vic, Vic always tell us? That they uh, they only tell us what they want us to hear. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. And I mean, Tony's got enough money that if he wanted people to shut the fuck up, they'd shut the fuck up. Mm-hmm. So I, yeah, you could I, lose your fucking job for that. Yeah. And that's the thing. I think I and that's the thing also. If that you broke kayfabe back in the day, you got fucking torn and feathered. If the Bucks and Omega showed up. And this all really happened. The only people that would really know about it because Punk's dressing room was further away is Punk, Steel, the Elite, and whatever security was there to break it the fuck up. So you already know if it got leaked, who leaked it? Mm-hmm. At least down to like 20 people. And that's enough. Do, that- all you got to do is tell one fucking news person. Yeah. And there and- it is. Mm-hmm. And I, I, I honestly think, and but then again, this is also the company that has the one wrestler that like holds kayfabe to legitimately taker levels. It and it's MJF. MJF is the only person that stays in character at all times. Yep. No matter what. Twenty four seven. Twenty four seven. Yep. I mean, it's a little easier to be a dickhead than it is to be a, a walking dead person, though. Yeah. True. yeah, I'm not true. saying that that he's at the level of Undertaker, mm-hmm. but he's the only one that's holding kayfabe the way Taker held kayfabe. I agree. Yes, Buffer, do you hold kayfabe? No, so, and and now now <laughs> Taker's doing kayfabe? now Taker's right, doing speaking Buffer. engagements in Philly. Yeah, one man show. Who? Taker. Taker. <laughs> he's going to be at the Theater of the Living Arts uh, October seventh. I looked up tickets because I was $150. $150. Show? He's been doing it. That he did it in Cardiff. Yeah. Is it like is it like a, it's like, like Foley? What like, Foley does? He tells like stories one. and shit. Yeah. It's like a one-woman show. Yeah. He okay. tells stories. I, and shit. I wouldn't fucking say that to Mark Calloway's face, but if you but, would like to, you can. But he's charging no, it's like the one woman, like where you snap, and you're like, oh yeah. But <laughs> well, he's also doing. It's not I, one of those. It's not I think a coffee he's, house. I think he's doing Q and A and shit with with the people in the audience mm-hmm. and is stuff. He doing is he doing stories? Haikus? I need to know if he's doing haikus. I'd be impressed if he could write a haiku. Um, <laughs> but honestly, it one hundred and fifty dollars for a ticket, and it's two fifty for an autograph after. <laughs> no. no, sorry. I, Dude, I saw one. It was it. balcony. Balcony, 
was, and it was only one ticket available, $127 for balcony. Yeah. And I was like, you got to be kidding me. Like, cause yeah. I saw it. I'm like, man, maybe we'll get tickets. I'm like, no, never mind. No, I'm not. <laughs> like, the I only, love the Taker, only way, no. the only way I'm dropping $150 on a <clears throat> ticket to see Undertaker is if I'm getting choke slammed into a foam ball, like foam pit. <laughs> like, that's the only way I'm, I'm spending $150 to be Taker. Yeah. I so. guess I can see that. All right. Well, I think we'll wrap it up there, fellas. I got some cheesecake to eat. <laughs> and continue your match with Fluff, apparently, too. I've actually got cheesecake to eat, too. Somebody got one for me for my birthday. So I have a full-ass wheel of cheesecake in my fridge. So do I. I'm telling um, you. I, I'll go a, grab a, it. Like it's... A variety pack. I oh, no, mine's not variety. Mine's I, just straight regular cheesecake. I definitely missed the memo on this. Why didn't you guys tell me I needed to get some cheesecake? Uh, you snooze, you lose. Obviously. <laughs> Obviously. So we'll wrap it up there. We hope you enjoyed the show. Bill, it was great talking to you. Great seeing you again. Nah. And uh, we'll <laughs> hopefully be talking to you. We'll hopefully not make any messes on the floor so you don't have to come clean them up. Yeah. I'm, I'm already going to clean up the mess you already made, so. There's cat hair everywhere. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you for watching the show. We hope you enjoyed, and we'll be talking to you very soon.